Hi, I'm Susie Perry, and this is the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Wow, what a race that was at the Red Bull Ring. An epic battle between Andrea Dovizioso and Mark Marquez, and it came down to the last corner with Dovi just pipping Mark to the line. It was an absolute cracker. Just listen to Keith Hewan. As we now dive down towards the penultimate corners, Dovi gets it sideways on the way in. Does he hold the line? Oh. Marquez tries to ride around the outside of him. At the oh, now he goes underneath him. They both go Runs wide. Runs wide. The Ducati is going to win over oh. the line and a wheelie. Dovizioso wins a historic Grand Prix. A fantastic last two bend battle with Mark Marquez. What a fantastic finish! That was quality racing from two very good motorcycle racers. Coming up, you can hear from Colin Edwards, Neil Hodgson, Gavin Emmett, Julian Ryder, Keith Ewan, and all the protagonists from the race. Enjoy. Arguably, we've just seen the greatest MotoGP race, certainly this year, but it was really extraordinary. And if you weren't screaming at the television, there was something wrong with you. I can talk to somebody who I know, I know this man will have been screaming at the television. Davide Tardazzi. Da, 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 <laughs> we are very, very happy. Oh. Very happy because uh, Mark was uh, incredible fast uh, all weekend. And uh, we need only Professor Dovizioso to beat him. Uh, you're, and, uh, dub you're dubbing Andrea the professor. Oh, yeah, because today was uh, studying with the team uh, the strategy, the right strategy. Uh, we keep the risk uh, to use uh, the soft tyre to have a bit more of uh, grip in the end of the race. But uh, finally, he knew that uh, he can't push uh, since the beginning. And then uh, he stayed behind uh, Mark. And uh, when he passed uh, uh, him and leading the race uh, after few corners, he let him pass again because he wanted to stay behind and uh, as planned, six, eight laps to, to go, go. Go, <laughs> simple as that. Uh, so he's now the Alan Prost of the MotoGP world, being the professor. Uh, a lot to think about today for Andrea De Vizioso, and uh, he seemed really calm on the grid. Uh, Collins with us as well. He, he seemed very calm, didn't he, when, when the boys were talking to him, and, he, and he's like, eh, yes, eh, like he really knew, you know, what was going mean, to Of course, you can't know exactly what's going to happen because you've been worried about Mark Marquez all weekend. You've said to us, you know, he's yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah. now sure, this sure, weekend. Sure. But, but what was it? today do you think that won the race for you guys the race why he won the race mm. <laughs> because uh, he thought that when he came here and uh, he studied mark marquez uh, since friday well okay we did the track walk me and hachi more or less predicted we thought dovey was going to win it but it wasn't easy the whole weekend was marquez 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 yeah. and it seemed like this morning dovey went out and did some laps yesterday afternoon the medium tire and qualifying was putting some good laps in kind of came to life it seemed like, but uh, the belief always, it was like Marquez, Marquez, but boom, today he had it. Yeah, but again, since uh, Thursday, we knew that uh, Mark uh, was going to be the, the challenger. Mm. Uh, last year, he had a big problem with uh, his bike, but uh, Mark now is uh, incredibly on form. And the bike is, Honda is very fast too. So, uh, Andrea was uh, really clever in... Uh, making a lot of laps on the soft tire, working on the soft tire all the weekend, uh, trying to have uh, the maximum of laps uh, on uh, used tire, and finally he trusts that he, he can do it, uh, the race with uh, so the soft one. you knew in qualifying yesterday, when you when you went out and he qualified on the medium tire, that you kind of wanted to save the soft we for the race? We yeah. knew that he can make a good uh, time with uh, the medium, with uh, the temperature we had uh, 
uh, at that time, and uh, our strategy was not to show what we can do with the soft. I have a question about the fueling, the mapping, because I see a Ducati and Honda together normally, and the Ducati pulls a little bit on the acceleration. Today, I didn't see that so much. Did you guys have to detune a little bit? For sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, we did, but uh, um, Andrea had a few maps. He can uh, choose even the, the full one. He had fuel uh, in the end uh, to go full power if he, if he needed, so maybe he doesn't deserve it. Okay. <laughs> But honestly, the wings, uh, the wings, uh, uh, sure helps a lot in uh, brakes and acceleration. But sure, fifth and sixth gear slow down the bike uh, a bit because if you if you see the race, uh, uh, he was accelerating very very fast, and uh, Mark uh, was uh, keeping his uh, his back only in the end of the straight. There's always a payoff, isn't there? If you if you're getting feeling on the front, you, you you're getting some drag, so you're losing some speed. But it seems as though you you got the balance perfectly right today with you and the rider because you yeah, took yeah. the win. Uh, I mean, it was a perfect day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what I can say more than the, that. But uh, once again, uh, Andrea make uh, the difference today. The last corner. Did you did you uh, have your fingers cross everything? Uh, even, even the legs. <laughs> we don't even know legs. what you wanted to have no, crossed. No, but even the legs was crossed. <laughs> but you knew something was coming, yeah? You knew it was coming. We, we, we knew that Mark was uh, going to try. Davide, yeah. e extraordinary today. I mean, great scenes there in the garage. It's wonderful to see. It's a, it's a brilliant part of motorsport when, when a team gets it right and you follow the story all weekend. What, what does this win mean, do you think, for Dovi in terms of the championship? Because he's up to second now, a real contender. I, Dovi was really thinking that uh, he is a challenger. I think that somebody still don't think uh, he can be a challenger till the end of the, uh, the year. But uh, he realized that he can be. Mm. And uh, I stay with him a lot of time um, during the weekend, even outside the weekend. And uh, I see him this year really convinced that he can be a challenger. Davide, it's been an absolute joy to watch Thank and you. follow the story this weekend. Thank you Hope so to much. to see you soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yes, maybe at Silverstone. <laughs> Uh, why not? Why not? Silverstone is another racetrack uh, where we think that uh, we can be really, really competitive and fighting for the podium too, then. Okay. Never see never. We'll see you in a couple of weeks then. You Thank know you. you're always welcome on our show anyway, you. don't you? Thank you for your honesty. Thanks. We even know when, you, when you're trying to not tell us the truth. We know what the truth is. It's brilliant. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. And just one line really on that confidence that he was talking about, which is so important. Um, there's confidence and there's false confidence when you say things, but you don't really believe it. If he starts to really believe this is his year. Uh, sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he is a championship contender. He's won three races this year. Why not? Let's get his thoughts now. Andrea De Vizioso is with Gavin. Dovi, wow. What an unbelievable race. That had everything, all the issues with the tie, some strategy that you had to employ, but some absolutely brilliant racing as well. Is that the best race of your career, do you think? Uh, the best I don't know, but for sure, really nice. Because we manage a lot of things. Uh, me and Mark, we have a, a better pace than everybody, so we had have a chance to uh, manage the tyre, and that was the key. Uh, and it was very difficult to, ba to battle, to fight with Danny, because, uh, with Mark, because he have a completely different uh, positive and negative things than me. So it was always... Uh, um, I don't know in English, but... Uh, Backwards and forwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was very difficult to stay with him, to battle with him, 
Um, and it was very close in the last lap. I knew it was a, can become a problem because with Mark is a, a disaster. <laughs> in the last in the last lap is a disaster. And uh, I was really fast, but the last three laps, the Maria tire on on the edge, uh, I lose again uh, the grip, so I couldn't uh, create the gap. And in some corner, it was much faster than me. So I try to stay inside, close the door. But uh, I give him the possibility to stay very close to me in the last two corners. And I try to, to listen very well the, his engine. And I listen and I hear in the corner before the last, he opened the throttle before me. So I knew he wanted to try the last corner. And I didn't close the, the door and give me the possibility to exit faster than him. Uh, it was very difficult to, to do that. More than the 27 laps. When you say difficult, as in nerve-wracking, it was because you felt you could almost be giving up the win. Yeah, and also you did everything perfect and uh, you can lose ev everything in the last corner. So it was stressful. <laughs> but to win like this is amazing. For sure, this track uh, uh, suits uh, very well our bike. The new fairing worked very well in this track. Really happy how we worked during the weekend because the mission and tire are really fast, but so difficult to understand the tires and normally everybody calls the tires soft, medium and hard. It's not anymore like this. Wind mission is not like this. And you have to analyze, understand very well the tires. And it was we was the only one to understand the qualifying. We decided to use the medium, it was the best. And we used the so we won with the soft so really about about the work of the team but every weekend is stressful. Hey you mentioned the team there. Just how important were they today? Because you didn't test here. And last year, that did help with a bit of the advantage, didn't it? You had that slight advantage in that you got to try the bike here a bit more than, than some of your rivals. Uh, so how much did you have to work to make sure that you could keep Honda at bay? A lot. I'm really happy about that because <clears throat> uh, with the new rules, we didn't have any more the same advantage than last year about the speed. So we knew, especially Mark, it was very strong during the, this weekend. But uh, we, never, we, we never give up and we understand during the weekend there is a, a big margin to improve the situation. Yesterday we wasn't fast, a part of the qualifying, but we stay calm, we try to analyze the tire and we decide a different tire and it was the right choice. So the team did a really great job. Fantastic job, third win of the season now, Dovi. You're getting there. Silverstone up next, fast track as well. Is it going to be somewhere you're going to be able to challenge again? I hope so, but, you know, every weekend is a, is a different story. But I'm confident, so we are there. Dovi, congratulations. That was a brilliant victory. Well done. He never gets overexcited. He's a cool customer, isn't he? I think Professor's quite a good name for him, he, actually. He does not want to think about Silverstone no, right now. He just was just enjoy like, it. Oh, whatever, yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me enjoy this one. But uh, fantastic. But a race like that, it's got to take it out of you, not only physically, but, but mentally as well. All we can concentrate like that, 100. But it's every single percentage that makes a difference. And I'm going to reiterate what he said. He said it's just it's very stressful, you know, and mm. it's, you can see his body language. He's just like, whereas I would say, give me a beer. I just need to relax. Yeah, they're not all like you. <laughs> <laughs> Carry me. Um, how important was it to stop the flow of wins from Mark Marquez? Because he got two on the bounce. You know, he could have had three. And then the championship, look, you know, starts to kind of unravel. And You know, sometimes it's how championships are won or lost. If you can win two on the bounce, then you go for three. Then you go for four. And Marquez was going there. And he had this weekend, he was dialed in all weekend to stop that flow, 
that Davizios winning this race, fantastic. I mean, there's no better way to stop Marquez's flow than that. Yeah, exactly. Right, let's go back then to the start of the race because, I mean, actually, it was an incredible race throughout from the very start. Yeah, Petrucci had, I don't know what happened there. Um, and it seemed like there was some bumping and barging uh, in the back of the pack. But meanwhile, Lorenzo, by the way, just checked this. out. Yeah, he he, uh, he got up under, underneath there and then passed Marquez right here and see you later, which he looked like he was on fire. We know he was on the soft tire, had good grip, but still he, he had a good pace going. Impressive for Lorenzo. Yeah, completely. You just wondered at that time whether he would be able to, to keep that going throughout. Uh, you know, we've seen it. Uh, we've seen a few races this year that he's checked out. Gone even last weekend, he was out front, fell back a little bit. I don't know. They need to work on some longevity. Yeah. You know, as far as getting the, the keeping the bike working and yeah. not just the first few laps. So we had it for a, a while, and then ultimately along came Mark Marquez, which is kind of what we expected, really. Yeah, and Mark comes. Uh, Considers chasing him down. There was quite a big gap. I think it was like 1.3 or 1.4 at one time. Jorge got in a little bit wide, left the door wide open. Marquez just took the drive up, and Dovi took advantage of it too because Marquez had to check up just a little bit. Look at that. That is MotoGP, isn't it? <laughs> That's good racing right there. That is really good racing right and, there. And then Dovi runs a little bit wide. Marquez goes up the inside. And from what we've heard him say, you know, it was kind of what he expected to happen. Maybe not the amount of times, but it was interesting what he was saying there about the opposites of what they had that was good and bad between the two of them in that interview. Yeah, and I think the word he was looking for, that kind of accordion effect, yeah. you know, because the Ducati's good somewhere and the Honda's good somewhere and they're completely different places. So if you lose a tenth, you lose two tenths, but you gain two tenths. It's just the way that the bikes are. They're completely different motors cycles and they apply power completely different and the way that the, uh, the, the Ducati's always been hard breaker and uh, now it looks like uh, Marquez mid corner speed and some of those corners especially the second left-hander amazing I mean yeah. he was just catching three or four bike links coming oh, he in. loves a left-hander doesn't he, he? that's true he does so, so essentially you know that from that point of view it was it was then about timing massively about timing and about the duration of, of the race of course yeah and Dovey did say so when I got by him I had I held the inside more or less kind of blocking which I, I saw at the end he was doing well and how many times do you say is a disaster when you have Marquez behind you in the last lap is a disaster it, it is what it is you got to race the amount of trading places that were going on was really exceptional yeah and Marquez went under but Dovey just got the drive up that hill into the second to last corner this is the last lap and you can see W right here. He just leaves the door open, knows he's coming, but knows that he can square him up. Do you think there was anything that Marquez could have done there? No. Uh, he did everything he could do. He was busted. He did everything he no. could do. I don't see anything Marquez could have done differently, to be honest with you. He tried everything. He threw everything at it, and uh, just Davizioso had it today. Let's find out. I'm sure he'll tell us. He's with Gav. Well, Mark, we knew you were going to have a go on that last lap. It wouldn't be Mark Marquez if you weren't going to have a go in there. Um, but unfortunately, this time it wasn't a bit. Did you enjoy that one, though? Of course, uh, I enjoyed, but uh, I was too on the limit. I mean, uh, I try, I try, I try, I try, I try. But I was a little bit slower than Dobby. His pace was good on the last five laps. And I was a little bit slower. But anyway, I tried my best. Uh, I tried to give everything all in. Uh, I was not thinking about the championship. And, uh, and yeah, last, last corner I tried, but uh, 
I knew that uh, when I was on full banking, I was losing a lot the rear because uh, here Michelin bring a special tires. And in the end of the race, I was starting a little bit. Already yesterday, but uh, with colder temperature, I was able to keep better. But uh, with warmer temperature, I was struggling more. But uh, anyway, uh, happy because it uh, looks like uh, step by step, we find a good base. And uh, the most important is to stay on the podium every race. Um, the tyres were interesting because it brought in the fuel issue as well that everyone had there. Was it something you were concerned about before the start of the race, that towards the end? Yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, for me, rear, rear choice was clear for our bike. Uh, was the correct decision. Was more the front tyre. Uh, the problem is that during the weekend it was very, very cold. And, and then uh, we, we couldn't uh, try the hard front. And then it uh, was to my risk to go on the race with the hard front. And then I take the decision to go with the medium. was a little bit too soft for my riding style because I go in always very fast. But okay, uh, the most important is that uh, we go on the safe way. We finish the race, second 20 points more for the championship. Increase a little bit the advantage. Uh, so uh, look forward for, for keeping this in this level. And next up, of course, we're excited. It's the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. We can't wait for it. But I remember the race last year. You were right on the limit, weren't you, yeah. throughout the race. Would you do a similar kind of race this year with that advantage that you have? Yeah, Silverstone is a circuit that I like it. I know also that it's a, it's a circuit that Yamaha is very, very fast there. But uh, anyway, you never know. Uh, I mean, here also we, we didn't expect to be there. So we will arrive there. We will try to give our 100%, try to be there. But uh, anyway, I know that it uh, will be hard. Uh, but uh, about the rest, uh, try to do my 100%, try to, to be there. And, uh, and yeah, last year I yeah, was there. Uh, I chose the incorrect front tire. So this year I will try to choose everything uh, on a correct way and try to, to be on the podium again. If it's anything like the race today, it's going to be a brilliant event in a couple of weeks' time. Well done today, Mark. Unfortunate not to win, but you put on a great show. Thank you. Of course. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Uh, what a great position he is in just to have to be on the podium. This is the result then of that phenomenal race. Andrea De Vizioso, full 25 points and well deserved for him today. Mark Marquez taking second place. Danny Pedroza was third on the podium and just off the podium today started well but then uh, couldn't quite make it through. Jorge Lorenzo was fourth. Joan Zarca a brilliant fifth today. I don't think anybody thought that he would be right up there at the end. Maverick Vinales was sixth ahead of his teammate Valentino Rossi. Alvaro Bautista was in eighth. Loris Baz a brilliant ninth for him and what about Mika Kalliantestra? Yeah. He's coming back apparently next year. Uh, we'll have to wait and see but let's hear now from Danny Pedrosa. Danny, I'm loving the bow tie. Nice touch up here on the podium because it was such a tough start to the weekend. I could tell how happy you were in Park Fermi that you turned things around. What did you have to do to get in this position? Well, uh, it was really, really tough weekend. So that's why I, I am very proud of this race also for my team. And, and you know, I struggled a lot during the weekend. We didn't have the correct setup, the correct feeling. And uh, yesterday we were in Q1. Uh, eight today in the grid, so with these hairpins in the first lap was uh, crucial to, to do a perfect race. And actually, we did a strong uh, strong work with the team, and today we had a better feeling. Uh, it was not enough because I had all weekend a lot of luck in the front in the braking, and I cannot uh, I cannot get confident into the brakes. But six laps to the end, I was close. I was there. Uh, fortunately, I could take advantage of their fighting. I could get close to them, but I was spinning so much for so many laps that uh, 
at the end I had no more drive in the tire and when they get uh, back to the rhythm I lost touch again but uh, I was there so I'm happy after all and uh, I want to say thanks to the team and uh, uh, this podium uh, is uh, one of the best of the year sure. When you talk about that spinning there it's rare to see you running a harder tire normally you go with a softer option was that ever in the consideration? Yeah it's true like you say it, it's, it's very strange for me to ride hard but I was spinning all week and I couldn't find any good tire which I like and actually I had over temperature always uh, so I, I choose the hard and uh, that, that's because, because I had too much, too much spin, too much temperature in the tire. I couldn't really control the, the tire temperature if I wanted to go fast. So yeah, I even used it this morning in the warm-up for the first time. So I didn't even try all the weekend before because I wasn't expecting to use it, but uh, it was the right uh, choice for me, and we have to check with the team what we can do to, to have better traction. Danny, great job to Thursday, well played. Thank you. Let's just remind ourselves of how Moto2 finished. Franco Morbidelli, a great victory for him today. And Morbidelli, excuse me, and Alex Marquez was second. Tom Lutti was third today on the podium. Then it was Pecco Bagnai. Mattia Fassini had to settle for fifth. Takanakagami was sixth. Brad Binder, a very good, strong seventh today. Jorge Navarro was eighth. Domi Egerta in ninth. And Havish Zayarin was tenth. The Mark VDS team are on the wall because it's Franco Morbidelli taking his seventh win of the year so far from teammate Alex Marquez. Tom Lutti comes home in third place. Frankie, another great job today. I mean, you had to manage that one. It was very tough. You knew they were close behind you. When you saw Tom come up the inside, did you know you, you had to attack straight back? Yes, yes. Uh, this is what I was trying to do. Um, at attack straight back after uh, an overtaking that uh, they were doing to me and I managed to do to do my my strategy let's say so stay in front and uh, as much as possible and try to to win the race and finally I was able also to I think I was able to increase a little bit my pace and uh, to pull a little bit away and uh, it was really nice because uh, a last lap here is uh, with the slipstream and everything in, is uh, and the airpins is uh, it would have been uh, really difficult. Back up to 26 points, so over a race wins gap now. Back to, to Tom, is that a relief after Bruno? Of course, yes. Um, I think we had a bit of uh, bad luck in uh, in Brno, and uh, we were a bit down, <laughs> but uh, we recovered well. And um, we made a great result today and I'm really happy for the team and I'm really happy for me also. And uh, yeah, 26 points is, is something, but it's not a lot. We, we, we've seen that in this championship, everything can happen. So we, I, I keep focused and I keep uh, trying to do my best and uh, we will see what happens. Nothing like a win to cheer the team up, eh? Go and enjoy the rest of that champagne, Frankie. Yeah, yeah, also because I crashed a frame on Friday, <laughs> so it's better to win today. Good job, well done. Thank you.
Quick reminder of that one at the end, the effortlessly cool Franco Morbidelli, who is now leading the championship by some way, uh, extended his lead there over Tom Luti, Alex Marquez, really going for that win today, and he's in third on 153 points. Miguel Oliveira, wow, what a race he had, such a shame that it ended in the way that it did. And then in fifth in the championship, Peko Bagnaia, Mattia Pacini, sixth. Second, Nakagami, seventh, eighth is Simone Corsa, ninth is Domi Agata, and tenth is Luca Marini, Valentino Rossi's brother, of course. Well, it was an exhausting race, uh, but it was full of intrigue. Thanks for joining us from the commentary box, Neil Hudson. Yeah, it was one, it was one of the best Moto2 races I've seen for a long yeah. time. We, me and Colin were watching it together, and it was one of those races where everybody was on the limit. This style of track makes people do that, because it's all that heavy braking, and I expected to see more crashes. Great race. You, uh, you, I mean, we really enjoyed watching it, but it, it looked like it was really, well, as, as, as he said that, you're right. I just feel like, well, well Morbidelli's back. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. I mean, is that the but, name of yeah. your wasp that's following you around? <laughs> no, Morbidelli's back. You know, yeah. last weekend didn't go to plan. He's been kind of in this protect mode and, and he crashed. Maybe that's what he needed. He needed the crash on Friday, mm. get some aggression, and now he's back on rails again. But it was really being pushed very hard by not just Tom Lutie, but also his own teammate, Alex. Yeah, they, like, they pushed to the limit. The, the, the thing that stood out the most is really that Morbidelli sort of never looked like he was going to crash. The other two, well, you just see what it looks like. The moves they were pulling on him, but each time he kept his cool. And you see when he's interviewed, he's a real cool customer. Yeah. You can imagine his heart rate's 40 beats a minute less than everybody else's. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just the way he interviews, he's, he's a really relaxed man, and that's going to stand him in really good stead when he moves up to the big class next year. Yeah, but what we've been seeing here is this sort of sweeping drag race. That's what this, this circuit affords, isn't it? It does, and it's just all about getting in. It's however you get in, and we saw Marquez, Luti, two completely different styles. They changed their the, the second place, I don't know, half a dozen times. But Luti's more in hot, stop the bike, get it out. Marquez was coming in shallow and getting a good drive out. So it's just two different styles. So three time now. This is the race result from today. Jean Mir uh, was really a class of his own. Philip Ertl took second and Jorge Martin a brilliant third today despite the injury. Livio Loy was fourth on track. Aaron Kanek fifth and then all the way down to Enea Bastianini in tenth. Joan Mir oh. takes the win here. The Moto3 winner of the Austrian Grand Prix takes the win from Philip Ertl. Ah, oh, his first second place in his career a brilliant grand prix finish for him jorge martin comes home on the podium mia is a machine what an extraordinary race that was and it leaves the championship looking very much like this joan mia of course still leading the way almost one hand now on the trophy romano Pinati second a poor weekend by his account aaron canet in third jorge martin is fourth and fabio antonio is in fifth john mcphee now down to sixth Ramirez 7th, Mino 8th, Guevara 9th and Bastianini in 10th. And now I'm very pleased to say that despite injury and a massive day, massive weekend for Jorge Martin, he's, he's joining us in Checkered Flag. Thank you very, very much for your Thanks time. Thanks to you. Uh, we've come to you so you didn't have to walk very far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how much did that podium mean to you today? Well, it was really, really emotional because I've been working so hard this summer because of the injury. So being in the podium here, my first race uh, since I came back, really happy and it was like like victory for me. Yeah, we can see the emotions yeah. there. I was crying a lot. I couldn't stop. <laughs> I just couldn't stop crying. I didn't know why. And, and yeah, it was really, really nice moment.
So we know you tried You tried to race last weekend. You tried to ride. It was just physically impossible? No, it was impossible. Also, wet conditions were hardest even. So, so yeah, I, I prefer to wait, recover one, one more week and, and race here. But did you ever think it was possible to get on the podium? First Actually, race uh, it was difficult, but yesterday I, I was speaking with my team. I think it was a good possibility to finish on the podium. But, you know, I, I, in the whole weekend I just made six, six laps. Uh, so it was, uh, how do you say, it was, I didn't know. Very difficult. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what is going to happen on the race. You and, know? and was you in a lot of pain? Uh, the problem was when, for seven laps to go, it was really, really a lot of pain on the right corners. I was struggling a lot. I tried to, to be so fast on the, on the left corners to recover the time. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a really nice battle. Well, lucky for you, there's not that many rights around here. <laughs> just, yeah. All right corners. All, all right corners, basically. Let's have a look, uh, because it was a really difficult race today as well. It's very physical around here. Yeah, and yeah. You had some big battles out there today. Yeah, well, I tried to, to recover as much position as I could. I started 13th place, but yeah, uh, I, could, I could be on the top uh, trying to, to get away. But here is so difficult. And, and when Mir passed me, I tried to go, to go with him, but, but the team were fighting a lot. So it was impossible, and I just tried to to relax and try to, to fight at the end. And is this your first race with the young kid? Um, Asia. Yeah. yeah, is this yeah. your first no, race? No, actually, I used to race with him in 2008 in okay. the Kunai Campeones in Spain in, in pocket bikes. How but old were you then? I was 10 years old. 10 years old. Yeah, nine, nine years ago. So, so yeah, I know him. He was still young. I don't know why he's uh, small, but but yeah, he, he was really fast today. And uh, yeah, I hope he, he continues like this. And for anybody that doesn't know about your injury, you, you broke your, your foot and your tibia? Excuse me, I understand. The injury on your foot, yeah. can you just explain what that was and, and where well, it, it is was, now? Well, it was, as you know, a really hard, a really hard crash. I broke my, my ankle, also the pironi, the, how do you say, the... The, the heel. heel. The heel, yeah. and also the external ligaments. So it was a really, a really bad injury, worse that, than we expected. And as I told you, I, I'm working so hard for, for being here. Well, it's unbelievable that even though you're recovering from that serious injury, that you're able to get on the podium and it's tantamount to your skill. Uh, and you. well done today. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Silverstone, of course, in two weeks' time, but it wasn't a great day for the Brits today. Let's hear from some of them now. Well, Cal, it looked like it wasn't to be today. I know it's been a tough weekend, but you, you made a late decision to go with that hard front tyre. Um, was that what cost you? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was still the right choice for me, um, even though we had some problems uh, throughout the race. 15th is a disappointing result. Uh, I rode through the pit lane last year after a jump start and got more points than this year. So, um, but yeah, we uh, we never had a great setting all weekend. Uh, the problem was I lost 12 seconds in six laps. That was that was it. I got I got ran off the track three times um, and got hindered at the start with Petrucci's jump start or whatever he did because uh, I was directly behind him. Um, and that was that. So uh, once I was riding alone at the end of the race, I felt really good. Uh, I felt I had a good pace, but. We had a problem up until lap 18, um, and then we just finished the race. So. What was the problem then? Can't tell you, Gav. It's a big secret, or is it something obvious? No, no. It's you know we I was I just had a problem, and that was it. So, um, but no excuses. I didn't ride great all all weekend. 
either. Um, but I could have finished in the top eight today, I felt. My aim was to finish in the top six. Uh, and I was nine places out of that, so uh, we'll have to go to the next one and try again. Sam, lots of positives in that race. First half, you was well within a second of what the you know, the top guys were doing. You must be pleased with that. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed uh, with the way that the, you know, the last 12 laps was really, really slow. I just sort of nearly had to get to the finish. And uh, yeah, I didn't expect that, the tyre to drop like that. And we went with a soft one because the temperature was up and, you know, Dovey won on it. So it was not, not the tyre. I just need to understand a little bit why. But yeah, I showed more potential. Obviously, I was close to my teammate for the first 12 laps. 0.2 off his best lap. Uh, you know, my best lap to his best lap is only 0.2. So it's, you know, it's going in the right direction. The result's not there. And uh, at the minute, I just need to keep, keep improving, keep trying to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, it's tough times. So it's, uh, it's about just keep getting through and uh, obviously looking forward to the next races. Scott, you look much happier. That was a much better race. You must be pleased with that. Good ride. Yeah, position is not really what I'm happy with. Um, I expected to go in the top 10 today. It was my target. Um, but for the race, I'm really happy. I had a really good start. Um, Danilo pushed me a bit out of the track again. I lost a bit of position. Then I passed Cal on the first lap because I felt quite strong. But I opted for the hard rear tyre on the grid and I didn't do one lap with it the whole weekend. So I didn't know what to expect. Um, then I tipped in and there was just nothing there. It just went around, went wide. It was like the old Bridgestone, you know, and just ran it wide. Four or five guys passed me. Then I struggled for like three laps to get temperature into it. Now I was aware of it. Um, and then I struggled in the straight for some reason against people like Barbara, Baz, Abraham. Them guys just so fast between turn one and three. Uh, and I, I lost a lot there in them sectors. But when I got my rhythm in the middle of the race, I felt quite strong. Um, and I was really happy. It's the best race I've done for a long time. The whole weekend's been really good and strong. And I want to continue this form for the rest of the year. Well, let's hope he can continue the form. We're all a little bit out of reach for the Brits today, but Silverstone, of course, in a fortnight's time. Let's talk to Jules and to Keith about what we can expect there. Hopefully the British boys can do something a bit better over there in Northamptonshire, fellas. After last year, uh, we can expect just about anything, can't we? Suzuki last year uh, in the hands of Maverick Vinales doing the bizzo, Jules. I have to say, MotoGP just keeps giving and, and giving. We just don't know what's going to happen, do we? We don't know who's going to find a sweet spot with the tyres when they get to the next track. But every race we've been to this year has been fantastic. And Silverstone is still a track. It's still fast, fast, fast and wonderful to see. I think the Brits will be motivated this year. We've not seen the best of them just lately. Uh, I think it's going to come good. KTM, you know, Bradley Smith will be disappointed, particularly with... Calio going as well as he has done this weekend. He wouldn't want the test rider oh. going quicker than you. That was a bit of a slap That's from a Casey nightmare. Stoner earlier on on the screen. We saw it here on BT Sport. There's a situation with Scott Redding, I think, is going to come good at Silverstone. You know, he's had a lot to contend with this weekend, and I think Silverstone, again, that British fan base that's going to lift him, that's for certain. And so, Scott's good with the pressure of a home race as well. I think it's all going to happen. John McPhee, I think, at Silverstone is going to recover. He was unlucky again today. You know, it's. I think we've got a lot to look forward to. Riders for Health, of course. Day of Champions, rather. Two wheels for life, I should say. You should. I? Day of Champions on the Thursday. We're going to meet for the first time the new British Talent Cup contenders. That's a, 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 a very exciting moment for me, I must say. I'm interviewing the selected kids. Can I call them that on stage at Day of Champions? And we'll hear from John Grant, of course, BRDC main man, that will be telling us about uh, some of the shenanigans, perhaps, that's gone on with the Circuit of Wales and what we've got to look forward to in the future. And even if the Brits have a shocker, the racing's going to be brilliant anyway. 
Got to be there, really, haven't you? Uh, mm. We're going to be there. BT Sport are going to be there all the way through from Wednesday when the final selection for the British Talent Cup is underway. Uh, me and Jules will be side by side checking that out. You've got to be there. You have. Or if you can't be there, of course, you can just be watching our show, which we would also be extremely happy with. But uh, thanks for that, fellas. You've got higher hopes for the Brits at Silverstone. And... Uh, who are you checking out there? I saw your eye line. Yeah, that was Sam. I'm checking out Sam Lawrence. Sam, was he looking? Yeah. He looked all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he looks happy. You've changed. Um, moving forward, uh, the championship. We, you know, we've got what have we got now? Seven races to go, and uh, we'll talk MotoGP. I think. Oh God, they can't concentrate. <laughs> the Colin, man up! Come on. What do you think? <laughs> You'll have compliance on you for that. What? Oh, what well which way do you think that this championship's going to go? It's yeah. an impossible question, but I just, you know, just want to get your feelings on, on kind of where the pendulum's swinging and who's doing what. Dovey did a good job of taking it. It's not going to be a route, I don't think, by Marquez. I thought if Marquez won this race three in a row, it might be over. Uh, his confidence is brimming. But Dovey did a good job of kind of halting that, I feel. So I still think Marquez has got a, probably the best shot out of all of them. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. What about the tracks coming up then for, for Andre? Let's, let's just pick on him well, today. Well, Silverstone, with those wings, it's a flat track. It's very fast. Those wings will really come into play. Fast corners, you need stability. You need that weight on the front tyres, which is what the wings do. That's going to be absolutely perfect for it. Then we've got Mizano coming up. You know, obviously, a Ducati track, it's like one of their test tracks. So the next few tracks could go work in Ducati's favour. This championship, as we know, is, is not over. No. And the way Marquez rides, he's always teetering on the edge of... Yes. Yeah. Took in the front. And it's not over. Vignales won, won there last year, has tons of confidence at that racetrack, so he could be right back in it. I was going it. to ask you about a Yamaha resurgence yeah. moving to, I mean, it's, it's just such a great season this year, Yeah, more corner it? speed style corners coming up, which we know always works, works for the Yamahas. Yeah, exactly. So at Silverstone, we can expect, effectively, a superb weekend. Of course. It's going to be hard to be better than this one, but it's going to be a good weekend. It's going Come to be a good weekend. So make sure you're watching us here on BT, unless, of course, you are actually at the track where you can greet us. We'll say hello. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.